We'll take your Bibles and turn to Genesis 39. The thing about the song, uh, the one before the last one, is talking about thousand descending, and really there'd be billions descending. Genesis 39, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, a captain of the guard, and an Egyptian brought him to of the hands of the bought him from the hands of the Ishmaelites, which bought him brought him down thither, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand, and Joseph found grace in in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put unto his hand, and it came to pass from the time from that the time that he had made an, him overseer of his house and over all the land, all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessings of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Let's pray together, please. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank Thee for all Thy blessings You give us in Christ Jesus. We think about Joseph and how he stood and was a good example of the believer. We pray that we would be in like manner no matter our circumstance. And we do pray for those without Christ, that You'd have mercy upon them and those in Christ, that You'd bless us, O Lord, and we might serve Thee in an acceptable way and pleasing Thy sight. Do praise thee and thank thee for Jesus Christ's name. I pray these things. Amen. Tempted and tried is what I entitled the lesson. Now, there is a great, great con, uh, contrast between Judah uh, morals in Genesis 38 and Joseph's. Uh, Joseph's life parallels Jesus' life better than uh, Joseph's forefathers and brothers. Jesus was rejected even as he blessed others, healing, raising the dead, casting out evil spirits, Luke 6, uh, 17 9 through 19, where Jesus healed them all, then, and then accused of healing by the hand of the devil. He kept doing the work of the Father gave him to do, and as Joseph was made the second in the kingdom, Jesus one day will be the king of, of, in his kingdom under God the Father forever and then some scripture verses to look at. And uh, so we have a, a more, a better example uh, of Christ. And last time we seen the immorality of Judah, and now we see the morals <coughs> of Joseph. Joseph Potiphar and his wife, Egypt was among the greatest nations at that time, and building in, in, in different various studies, they came... Um, up with the solar calendar, which we use today, the 365 and a fourth days for a year, and bombing, great in the art of war, and they used uh, up to 15-ton uh, stones when building the pyramids, and uh, had a large bureaucracy, and had various officials, and a thousand that, <coughs> of scribes for uh, record-keeping. It was also a country shackle by religious rec- recognized at least 2,000 gods and goddesses, including Pharaoh himself, and the special emphasis was on preparing for the afterlife when God, or Sias, 
would judge one's deed in a very real sense. Egypt was a land devoted to death as much to life. And that's Wearsby in that last statement. And so uh, the reason I put his name to it because 2,000 gods and goddesses, that's a, that's a lot. I mean, that's, I mean, it's almost unimaginable. Now, I know that, uh, and that they had idols everywhere and, and uh, probably different people worship different ones, but still, even at that, uh, we find that they was a very pagan country. Uh, though Joseph did not have instruction of the written word of God as we do, and yet he put into practice the very principles that we find in the New Testament, even though he did not have Jeremiah 29.7 or 1 Peter 2.13-20, he sought the peace of the place where he is at. He submitted himself to the ordinance of men, and as God had appeared unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but not to Joseph. He had a dream and two dreams that we know of, but as far as peering unto him before he went to Egypt, there's not anything mentioned of there being any, any kind of appearance like that. However, he seems to be the best of the group <clears throat> from the beginning of his life to the end of his life. Uh, we can remember the, his brothers there in, in Genesis 50 when Jacob died, he and they thought, well, now that Jacob's died, you know, that he's going to be mean to us. And uh, so they said, well, now Jacob said this, that, and the other before he died. And, and of course, Joseph seen right through it. And he said, I, you know, <clears throat> God sent me forth to save lives and uh, save life as it, is, as it is today, I think is what it says. Potiphar was a prominent official, a captain of the guard. It is supposed he would be like one of the generals in the Pentagon, and he was prominent in uh, official in Pharaoh's uh, government. Uh, and God prospers Jonah, Joseph in Genesis, the first six verses. We read the first five, and we'll catch up the last one on uh, toward the end of this section. Joseph was sold to a prominent Egyptian in, in Potiphar, then worked in his house, Verse 2, the hand of God was upon Joseph, causing him to prosper, though he was a slave. And this man had a lot of slaves. And, uh, and of course, uh, a lot of slaves, just like everybody else, some were uh, man-pleasers, some were clock-watchers, and, and we'd have all the varieties there. But Joseph stood out, and the reason he stood out, because God helped him. And uh, we remember how God prospered Abraham, Isaac, and in earlier chapters, and now Joseph. But however, in Joseph's case, it is Potiphar that's getting the the benefits, if you will, of of his uh, of his labors and work there. He's benefiting financially. Uh, Joseph, I mean, he does raise up uh, Joseph and elevates him. Uh, over his house, uh, Potiphar saying, saw that God prosper him and gradually put him over all things. Uh, it's noted that uh, and that the Lord was with Joseph in all that he did. And it says Potiphar seen that, and that he's seen that uh, God prosper him. And and we would say, how would he know? In their day, they attributed everything to God's. I mean, anything was 
Uh, if you had something good happen, it was a God that blessed you. If you done something bad, it was some evil God or you upset some God or so. Uh, and they were very superstitious. It's like if you've ever met people that are real superstitious in our day, everything happens, you know, is uh, there's a saying that goes with it and some people throw salt over their left shoulder and all these kinds of things. <clears throat> and Joseph was not uh, jealous of uh, Potiphar's uh, prospering, but was grateful for God's mercy. He did not look at his master, what was making millions, and he was still a prisoner making nothing. I mean, he was elevated. He had a place of position in verse 6, and it says, And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not all he had save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person, well favored. Uh, you would have a hard press to find somebody like that would do that today. I mean, he put him over everything, and then he didn't have any audits. He didn't go back and check on him. The only thing that he uh, <coughs> he worried about was his dinner. He wanted, he said, except for the bread on the table. That's what the only thing he worried about. But everything else, he just left in Joseph's hand and. And if you will, he raked in the money while Joseph, uh, while God blessed him through Joseph. And so uh, the last part there in uh, verse 6, and I read the wrong verse 6, and he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. <clears throat> no, I didn't. And then he had said, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. He's just handsome. He'd be, we say, he's a real handsome uh, fellow, and of course this comes into play in our next section, there in uh, Genesis 39, 7-12, and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me, and he refused, and said unto him, un- unto his master's wife, behold, my master <coughs> wanteth not what it is with me in the house, and, and he has committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this in his, this house than I. Neither had he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. And how can, then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie with her by her or with her, be with her, and it came to pass after the ti- after this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within, and she caught him by the garment, saying, "Lie with me," and he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out, and so she was pursuing him and. Uh, and it shows the kind of woman she was. Uh, she, uh, most vilify his wife, attribute many wickedness uh, and offenses against her. All we have is what's in the scriptures here. And uh, it would be assuredly uh, that she had had other affairs. I'm, we could say that, but be almost absolute, but the scriptures don't say that. So uh, we have to keep it to that. She wasn't worried about, if you will, having an affair there in Potiphar's house. And uh, she was an adulteress, and, and, uh, and, 
and she was intimidated. I mean, she just kept on keeping on in her pursuit. It's also mentioned by many that most of Pharaoh's officials were made eunuchs so that they would not be, get distracted. Uh, nothing is said about Potiphar being one, but most of Pharaoh's officers were. And this might have been part of the problem there. Temptation is never, uh, temptation is not for good. Some say, well, you know, you're tempted for good or bad. No, temptation's bad. And you're tempted to do something that you ought not do, and it's sin. Uh, temptation is never a, a temptation to do good. You can spot temptation simply by the fact that it is a solicitation to do evil. Uh, we are encouraged to do good, and uh, we're not tempted to do good. We're encouraged to do good, and the Spirit of God leads us to do good, and the Scripture uh, tells us to do good. Uh, but <clears throat> when we see in the Lord, or the bottle of prayer, excuse me, uh, lead me not into temptation, deliver me evil. Uh, this is one of those things that uh, ha- can get a hold of us. And usually it starts out in baby steps, starts out a little at a time, and, and then grows bigger and bigger. And if you flirt with it for just a little while, then you'll usually fall into it. And uh, you may be encouraged to do good, as we mentioned. Joseph, the words goodly and well-favored, of course, meant he was handsome and, uh, and a beautiful face or appearance. Uh, Joseph was first tempted by despair when he started out. Um, uh, when his brother threw him in a, well, they were going to kill him, then throw him in a pit and then sold him to Ishmael and then uh, brought him, him, uh, him to Egypt. And, uh, and so his first temptation would be that dis- despair. And we said, well, he had a right to be despaired. Well, <clears throat> we're supposed to glory in the Lord in all things and be thankful in all things. And I <clears throat> realize that I fall short of that. Uh, as things go bad and and you get troubled, you know, if you're not careful, you get down. And uh, <clears throat> and apparently Joseph didn't do these things, but that's what he was uh, despair and then delight. Uh, the second temptation that's mentioned, the temptation to keep one's position, how many succumb to the temptation of keeping their jobs and uh, and uh, I put spouses, acceptance, or uh, and we just go on and on and on how people uh, <clears throat> fall into temptation with an excuse. They succumb to it and say, this is the reason, well, if I stand for Christ, I'm going to lose my job. And I know people's been put in that situation uh, <clears throat> where uh, that they kept standing for Christ that they're going to lose their job, and some did because they was rather serve Christ than and then uh, lose their job. And doesn't mean they got a better job after that. Sometimes, well, you stand for the Lord, you know, and all these things. And we see Joseph, is, he goes from bad to worse to better to bad to worse, and then, of course, to better. And so this is the cycle we all go through. We have good times, bad times, and, and uh, so uh, sometimes people are tempted in all different ways, as Joseph uh, was tempted, and she was relentless. Uh, this is day after day after day after day after day. Uh, and so this wasn't just an occasional thing. She was after him all the time. And I imagine he spent as little time in the house as he had to, but the books were in the house. Uh, 
and that's where he had to kick the books at. And so they temptress was relentless in her temptation day by day, and Joseph was a slave, and he couldn't, what is he going to do? He couldn't tell Potiphar, he couldn't, I mean, who's going to complain to? The only one he could tell, of course, is God. One, on a day when Joseph was alone with her in the house, she get, she get a proposition to him, grab a hold of his coat, and of course, he just fled out. I mean, he just fled the house, and so she had his garment, and Joseph had fled, and so uh, now she had evidence uh, when she made an accusation against Joseph that uh, he had forced to try to force himself on her, and she said, see, I've got his garment, and so that was evidence of what she's saying that was true, <clears throat> and uh, many are tempted with persecution, and if it doesn't work, prosperity. Uh, Matthew, the parable of the sower, we have uh, Matthew 13, 22, 22. Uh, one is the ones on the stones, you know, and then when persecution come, they fall away. Then the others in the thorns and the thickets, and and when the cares of life come by, or riches, then and they fall away. And there's only those in the good ground that survive. An example of this, and I'll put the passage in our, te- in our lesson, Second Chronicles 26.15, King Uzziah was faithful until, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God. <clears throat> and, of course, that's the first part of that verse. Uh, Though Joseph did not sin, uh, she witnessed against him that he had, and had the garment again to prove it. Uh, we must be capable of perceiving uh, perceiving the seeds of temptation before they become a tree. Now, even though he didn't give in to it, and yet we need to learn a lesson, uh, some things, but, and of course this latter part, he just, uh, as we'll see a little while, this is what God tells us to do, flee, temp- flee temptation. And and uh, and so the these temptations often discourage, disappoint, and causes us to fall away if we're not careful, and usually it's the smooth-talking, uh, if you will, temptation that'll get us. I mean, it's those that come a little at a time, at a time, at a time, and next thing you somebody says, well, that, that's not nothing wrong with that. Can you, you don't see anything in the Bible says anything's wrong with that, you know, but it's on the way to the big temptation that's going to destroy you. And, uh, and it's wrong, if you will, if you, if you feel it's wrong to you, then it is wrong. And we find that in the Romans speaks of that. And so that Joseph's reason was not that she may become uh, with child by him or that she might, he might get some disease, but his reasoning was because he's righteous. And uh, so these other things wasn't part of his thinking process. He was a servant of God, and he served God, and this would, if you will, if this would uh, be a reproach against God Almighty, who was blessing him in that very house. He did not compromise with her request at any time. He replied with a firm no every time. His dedication to God was stronger than any lust that uh, his flesh might be led away with. Joseph knew when to leave, even though uh, she had stolen his coat. And I know it says garment, but it's the outer garment, and usually that was a, a sleeveless coat or 
we might look at it as a shirt or something, but that's other places it's called a coat. Sometimes the best defense is to remove yourself from the temptation. Every Christian should be separate and <coughs> separated uh, from certain conducts, associations, and sins. And uh, this is where we get burnt a lot of times in our associations. Uh, let me say to you, a lost person cannot live like a saved person. Just can't do it. <coughs> and uh, so this is where we need to be very careful with our associations and and uh, and those we uh, <coughs> are with. Uh, first thing you know, you know they're going to be doing things that we don't want. We don't want to be doing and the things we should not be around, and and actually mess up our temp. I mean our testimony, even though we hadn't done anything, uh, just by association. Uh, many years ago, a radio evangelist there in Louisiana went to bars to evangelize, had a radio program, and he bragged about this, going to bars, and finally he started drinking with them. And eventually he lost his testimony to both sinner and saint. But the second part I put there, how many other saints were influenced by him and ruined their lives and testimonies? Because he was belittling men that wasn't going into the bars and wasn't going in the houses and prostitution and all these things to be a witness, you know. And let me say to you, there's some places that we're not to go. Uh, it, it is a, and you say, well, we should go anywhere the sinners go. There's some places sinners go we ought not be. <clears throat> Even if you're there for good reason, walking out of a bar was not going to look good even though you might be in there trying to witness to people and and ruin your testimony and people say well I thought he was a hypocrite now I know he is and lose their testimony Uh, when you hear a rattlesnake or see it well uh, uh, it is time to get out of the way you don't stand around and look so what that snake's going to do it's time to remove yourself and separate yourself from that and we don't sit and watch to see and maybe play with it. And we get out of there. And, and, and in Second Timothy 2.22, Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And sometimes, literally, we just need to flee. We're not to <clears throat> give in. And when we find that we have compromised ourselves some, we need to, if you will, get away from that and... And uh, if you will, and not bring a, uh, uh, a reproach against the Lord. Now the false accusation there in thirteen, and it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he had brought in. A Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that, he, <clears throat> I lifted up my voice and cried. And he left his garment with me and fled and got out. <clears throat> and she laid up the garment by her until his Lord came home. <clears throat> we'll read verses 17 and 18 in just a bit. But nonetheless, Joseph... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, if Joseph had fought to get his garment back, then he would have been in worse trouble. 
Somebody said, why didn't he get back in there and grab it? You know, he was a man, she was a woman. Surely he could have got it away from her. Uh, but that would have been worse than what he was in. And, and then he uh, what might have an audience, you know, by doing that. And so he just fled. There's some things that uh, people <coughs> run to have a, uh, where their testimony is compromised, not because of any sin they've done, not because of anything they did, but the perception of sin will compromise your testimony among men. And let me say to you, people are not saints. They're looking for something. And, and then when they feel like that you've done something that's hypocritical, then that's what the sticks in their mind, and that's what they're going to be talking about if you've had a good testimony before that. A good, wholesome, righteous, faithful, godly living will not necessarily reward you or be rewarded with prosperity here. Second Timothy 3.12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. <clears throat> and later on he talked about the fiery trials that, were, that we had come into. Just because we serve God in a good way doesn't mean all good things are going to happen to us. Paul was out preaching the gospel, and they stoned him. They thought they stoned him to death, but they hadn't. And, uh, <clears throat> and he got up and went to the next town and started preaching. And some was a little less fierce than others, but he was in prison and shipwrecks and all these things. And at the end of the day, he ended up in prison and was martyred. And so <clears throat> we would say, well, he didn't prosper very well, but he did. He prospered greatly, and we prosper because of him with all the writings we have in the Scriptures. <clears throat> and Joseph was a saint living where God placed him, doing what God wanted him to do, and did not succumb to temptation, but suffered as a wrongdoer, <clears throat> and in, even though he was righteous. He was, in the, he was at the wrong place at the wrong time and suffered for righteousness' sake. And I mean that by man's consideration, but uh, God had all this plan from the beginning and uh, he was put to the test over and over again before God elevated him to be second in, in the kingdom. The promise of rewards is in heaven, not here. I know that a lot of people uh, promise many things here on the earth if you... Uh, do well here and give to the their group and and maybe have uh, <clears throat> have a kitchen or whatever and uh, they promise them you know whatever you do here God will bless you and a lot of time God does I mean we all know that there's many times that God blessed us for the things we've done but God hadn't promised that you do this now I'm going to give you this now He promises a hundredfold but that's in glories it says now. It speaks about the blessings of God. Just having the Holy Spirit is a blessing in itself without any other uh, things that we could mention. People usually believe a false report. Even Christians do before they find them out. And, uh, and especially of a godly person, uh, someone that has, has been noted to be godly and had a good reputation. <clears throat> I... When I was uh, young in the, in the ministry, somebody had told me something a preacher had done. And, and uh, so, of course, like a good 
good Christian preacher, I went and spread it. You know, I, t- I told somebody about this. Then I found out later <coughs> it was wrong. I mean, it hadn't even happened at all. I, I didn't even know where they conned up the story, you know. So after that, when somebody would tell me something, and there was a particular missionary who was in, our, <coughs> in a conference, and he was talking about another preacher and that some of the things he believed, and and it was dealing with baptism, the elements, and all that. And I said, well, if he believes that, he's not even saved. And I said, I'm going to call him and see. And he said, what? And Noel Brown was there. And Noel Brown said, he's exactly right. He said, if that man believes what you just said he believed, then he's a heretic. And uh, <clears throat> so I was going to, he said, wait a minute now. And at first he said that he told him directly and personally. And then, after I said I was going to call him, he said, well, so-and-so told me that. And <clears throat> let me say to you, I think we have to give an account for all that. I mean, I really do. And especially with God's people, to take one of God's children and speak wrongly of them to others is, I think, would be a most wicked sin, something we'd have to, I think it's worse than most any other thing we could do is bring a false report against our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so uh, we need to be careful that we don't spread gossip because gossip spreads fast. You know, I mean, you could be, uh, you could be the first one to hear it and by evening it would be everybody in the congregation and regardless of the size of the church, everybody will know it or in the town, depends on the size of the town, but everybody will know what's going on and what they've been accused of. Joseph's coat problem. His brother used his coat of many colors to deceive Jacob, and now Potiphar's wife used this garment to deceive her husband. Both occasions, and Joseph ended up in bondage. I mean, he had greater freedom now than he will have after he goes to prison. There in 14. It's where she speaks unto the men of the house, and she's getting her story straight and getting them to back her up, if you will, in type. And, and uh, prejudice often makes it easy to point a finger and to get people to believe a lie. <clears throat> he was a sheep herder, <clears throat> had been a sheep herder, and he was a Hebrew. And if you remember, we mentioned last time that Hebrews were despised of the Egyptians. So... So he uh, was a person uh, that was not real well respected as because of his background and of his heritage. <clears throat> and uh, then he was also a slave. He wasn't a free man, so that was another point against him. And uh, when they think about uh, uh, prejudices, we all have prejudice of some kind. Now, <clears throat> it may be harmless prejudice, but I, I like broccoli. You know, I, if you've got a prejudice against broccoli, that's, that's all right. That's fine. But other things, you know, are serious. But we do have a tendency have a prejudice against people, things, vocations, schools, churches, religions, education, and, uh, and what is your prejudice. I have to be very careful when somebody tells me they're a Catholic. I really do. I was raised up. Uh, by a preacher was fire and brimstone type preacher, but 
<clears throat> he told us everything there was about to know about the wickedness of the Catholic Church. And, and so I, uh, I almost I try to keep myself around. I look at them as they're the most wicked people on the face of the earth. And there's a lot of other people that are wicked, so that, that, that doesn't bail true. But uh, still yet, that's something that I have to be very careful when somebody tells me that, and, and we all also see her disrespect and love for her husband and the things that she does. She uh, opened in his house, and, and God was getting her, his uh, servants to conspire with her uh, to take care of Joseph. <clears throat> Do you think Joseph thought those, uh, about those dreams, which by now would have seen long ago? I mean, he... Had those two dreams, and and uh, so, you know, if you read after commentators, some of them will say, "Well, he still have the dream in his mind," and others say, "No, the dream had faded." And and let me say, when you think things are going to, supposed to go a certain way, and they go the opposite of what you think they're supposed to go, uh, <clears throat> then it's easy to get down. It's easy for the vision or the or the pattern, or whatever God would have you to do, uh, and that it diminishes. It grows faint, if you will. And here Joseph was, had dreamed about Jacob and his brothers bowing down before him, and here he is a slave. And he's getting ready to be put in prison, and he knows he's in trouble because of the garment. And so... <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I believe his his dreams were probably a little faint now, a little like they's too far out. Uh, just like uh, <clears throat> him being a slave, and then he's going to be second in command. I mean, that's a big jump. And he, being a Hebrew, hated of the Egyptians, uh, this would make it even further out of his mind. And of course, God didn't tell Joseph how he would. Uh, how this would happen or occur. He didn't tell him where he's going to Egypt or any of those things. Uh, all he knew was that God would exalt him at some time or another. Uh, he's, uh, we see that uh, he was accused and convicted of being a rapist, he, uh, and yet Potiphar spared his life, and, and, uh, and he became a royal prisoner. Uh, this is where those hated of Pharaoh were, like the wine bearer and the, uh, and the baker, if you remember. And this was uh, the prisoners of the king, really, of Pharaoh. And this is where he put him. And uh, being captain of the guard, some suppose that this was part of his belly work. This is part of Potiphar's uh, realm or, his, uh, or of his authority. Uh, he faced the possibility of losing all the blessings. Of, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, all uh, the possibility of losing all the blessings, and for Joseph's sake, if you uh, would understand, I think I've got that. Yeah, <clears throat> there in thirty-nine nineteen. I was going to leave it out, and I thought I'd put it in, and it came to pass when his master heard these words of of his wife. Which he spake unto him, saying, After this matter, did thy servant to me do to me, excuse me, that his wrath was kindled, 
And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in prison, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed his, him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison commit, uh, committed to Joseph's hand all prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. Uh, the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with them, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. And so again, we see uh, though he's, if you will, like he's gone from being a slave with some freedom to a prison where he had no freedom, and but yet, uh, in each case, God causes him to prosper, and he loses his feather and fetters in time. Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, a place uh, where the king's prisoners were bound. Uh, this statement actually shows pity for Joseph <coughs> Daras, sexless, an ancient historian, said the laws of Egypt were especially severe in their penalty for offenses against a woman, one uh, guilty of the crime of which Joseph was accused could expect punishment as severe as death in those days, especially if, he, if it was <clears throat> nothing but a slave. Potiphar's position as captain of the guard made it possible for him to execute jo- Joseph with dispatch, uh, but he did not. Why? That, uh, the answer is that Potiphar did not believe uh, <clears throat> Uh, his wife, and uh, of course that's supposition, but nonetheless he knew that his wife was a rascal, and Potiphar was a, <coughs> obscure, a servant, and her kind, kind was not difficult to discern. If Potiphar had really believed his wife, Joseph would possibly have been tortured to death. Uh, to save face, since the woman was publicized, the incident, he put Joseph in the prison, it was almost an acquittal. And that's Barnhouse, because I don't think Joseph would have thought that was an acquittal being a prison. The prison, and in the prison into which he put Joseph, was not the usual Egyptian prison, as we mentioned before, and he was the captain of the guard. And Joseph uh, lost his reputation, but not his character. Uh, his second, his uh, elevation was far behind him. He was a trusted, what we would call trustee. I mean, that's what we think about in our prison, but never do you see a trustee really put over the prison. Uh, But Joseph was, and we should be concerned about our character and leave the care of our reputation to God. However, God was still with Joseph in Genesis 39, 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Uh, as with Potiphar, though a prisoner in a Hebrew, he was elevated to the second in command. They had the keeper of the prison, and then there's Joseph. And he really just let Joseph take care of it all. I mean, it's like sitting in an easy chair with his feet propped up on the desk and Joseph taking care of everything else. And again... They trusted him so much that they didn't look into what he did. They didn't do an audit, as I mentioned before. They didn't go around and follow him or have somebody sneaking around and see if he's, you know, wasting time or stealing money or whatever. They trusted him solely 
And each time is that they seen the hand of Lord upon Joseph. And God blessed him in that. <clears throat> Sometimes God's school of higher learning can be difficult and complicated. In 1 Peter 1, 7, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold, that pierced, though it be tried with fire, <clears throat> might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at, <clears throat> at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Joseph is the Old Testament shining star, an example of the Lord Jesus Christ, the shining star of righteousness. Uh, though <clears throat> he'd been taken from home, lost everything that he had, and lost his freedom, and even uh, lost what little freedom he had, yet he trusted God. However, he still was human. He was not a perfect person. He had faults and sins. The Bible just doesn't point any of them out. And, uh, <clears throat> and even when we think about the other patriarchs, it doesn't say about all their wickedness. It just says, points to those things that are important to the telling of the story of Jesus Christ because all of this is for our learning and is pointing to our Savior, Jesus Christ. However, he still was human, and uh, <clears throat> he sought the welfare of his brothers as they sold him, uh, and Potiphar brought, bought him. God prospered him, and yet he imprisoned him. Potiphar's wife tempted him, but he refused to dishonor God. She then lied about him, which could have cost him his life. Joseph was tempted time and time again in all his circumstances to forsake God, to get angry uh, with God, but there is no record of Joseph ever being anything but a good example of the believer.